Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, where we watch episode five of season one, and it contains all things that I hate. But we'll also find out where do good spiritualists go to retire. And a little bit of a CSI work for ghosty things. Ghost Wooch. <laughs> all right, let's do it. episode five we're discussing today uh season one episode five of supernatural um i'm diana i'm liz and um just uh if you're joining us fresh in or recently joined us um i am new to the supernatural universe this is my first time watching the show i'm um taking notes as we go i as much as i love uh the concept of of supernaturally things for lack of a better word uh i am also a total wuss um and uh liz has dragged me into her um supernatural tv show universe now so I'll let well, her one because me. the universe is fun to diana suck it up it's just a fucking television show also we curse a lot we have a really foul mouth we are delicate lady flowers who who swear like sailors uh, we drink too much too sometimes we also well i mean i think i drink just enough well, i don't yeah. think i drink too much fair know. enough so. fair enough we, we drink the appropriate amount <laughs> but we, 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 drink, <laughs> we talk about the show we talk about our like little tidbits from our lives and sometimes we make crafts and talk about them sometimes we don't because we're too busy and uh and we're both in texas woohoo texas Cool. Uh, so Diana, how, how are you ready this is, for you guys who don't know if you're not listening to this in real time, this is going to be released on Christmas Eve. Today is the winter solstice. So happy Yule. I mean, it's time for new things and to burn the old shit to the ground. So fuck off 2020 and burn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was uh, quite an episode, probably, uh, probably my, the largest amount of notes I've taken yet, so. Ooh, I'm so excited. And yeah, generally we would chit, be chit-chatting a whole bunch at the beginning of this, but if you want to, I am so excited to talk about this episode because when I saw what it was, so on last week's podcast, Diana, do you remember the things you said that you hated and yeah. you did yeah. were afraid of? And you yeah. said that last week. And, and I outlined what Yeah, I'll recap because on the first episode, they had the um, the the shutter effect, as I call it, of the the ghost chick, and that's something I strongly dislike. It gives me the freaking heebie-jeebies, and I don't like it. Well, now last week's episode had creepy black eyes, and I said I don't like creepy black eyes, and I've shared at that point where I listed things that I don't like, which include the shutter ghosty things. I don't like creepy black eyes and I don't like mirror shit. So apparently, um, yeah, yeah. So apparently I'm, <laughs> I'm manifesting this shit now, apparently. 
Yeah, so, you um, you retroactively wrote 15 seasons of Supernatural just by what you were afraid of. So I'm very proud of you. That is a great power to have. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, at your recommendation, I did specifically knew not to watch it at night because I'm a fucking puss. <laughs> because I told and, you to watch it at night with all yeah, the lights I'm like, out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, obviously this shit is going to creep me out. So I'm watching the daytime with my dog, uh, one of my dogs. And uh, I did. You saw, I, I posted on our Instagram a picture of Kevin watching the show with me. He was protecting you. He was snoring. He was not concerned about anything. Um, and, um, yeah. So what, what are you drinking tonight while we talk about this one? Just to make sure. Um, tonight I actually, (laughs) with my week, no, no, I need so much alcohol because the world is on fire and I haven't been able to sleep for a week and yeah, it's been a, just cause we think 2020 can't like give you another teddy twister. Like, it's just like, Hey, guess what? We're going to hack the world and you're going to have to talk to everybody about it. But, um, so actually tonight I'm not drinking a Texas thing. I'm drinking a Pinot Noir from California. Just a pretty basic one, but it's drinkable. And I didn't want to think about things. And I didn't want to try and break into the growler. The growler is still in the fridge. It's still unopened. I don't know how to get into it. I may have to like break out my power tools and just. I mean, you just have to drink all of it in one sitting. That's all that happens then, right? Well, I think with growlers and don't me wrong, you know, I don't get them that often. I mean, until you pop the seal, it should be good. It's. I believe so. I mean, sealed. Yeah. So apparently it is very, it is tightly closed. (gasps) Uh, I have a, I have a little, little gathering. Our car club, our car club had a little, uh, holiday gathering, uh, last night and, uh, exchanged some goodies. Socially distanced, of course, Daryl. Socially distanced, reservations, masks when you're not seated. Yeah. The good yep. stuff. Um, at a, at a fantastic tiki bar in Dallas called Swizzle, by the way, but I won't go down that rabbit hole. So now. had we been there before? Like you yeah, sent me that? New. Okay. Okay. New. Ish. Oh, God bless um, them trying to yeah. open a bar now. That's it's a bar and, and restaurant, but it's, so they got the they got food too. So they've got like they call it Polynesian inspired food. It's like a lot of stuff that's like really popular in Hawaii. Was there poi? No, there was like uh, was there spam? Yes, there was spam, lumpia, yeah. lumpia taro chips, um, mac salad because they love macaroni salad in the islands, and then. Uh, yeah, it was really Kalua pork, which is so good. Mm, so it was good stuff. Pork. And and the best. No, I'm fancy just gonna start crying. <laughs> I think I want to go somewhere. I mean, the best fancy over the top tiki drinks that I've had in a minute. And with like Did, the presentation, the, the taste, everything was awesome. Was anything on fire? And a uh, fuego? No, no fire, no fire. But I did have a giant two-person drink and a pineapple, which made me very happy. And they have Dole whips. They do their version of a Dole whip, and you can get it by itself. You can get it with a pineapple float, or you can get it with rum in it. So I had two with rum, obviously. Duh. But, yeah. Duh. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it was great. Um, it's great people that run it, um, and uh, they're being super, super as safe as you can be being open, but very, very conscious of uh, distancing and everything, which was nice. And um, we had a great group gathering and the uh, the the women folk in the car club um, all had goodies to exchange with each other, obviously. So I mean, men folk don't do that. Men folk, just, well, we know presents for us. Yeah, We're I know. Too manly. Like, here's some, 
here's some Chex Mix, here's some cookies. And then my tonight's treat is uh, some uh, Irish cream, uh, courtesy of my good friend, Sarah. So yeah, um, Sarah. shout out to Sarah. Shout out to Sarah. Cool, all right. And so are you ready? Cause I want to talk about this episode so much. I know you do, you're very excited. So um, yeah, let's go for it. All right. So like we said, this is season one, episode five. Uh, this episode first aired October 11th, 2005. Uh, it was directed by Peter Ellis, who did direct two episodes of the show, but unfortunately he died in April 24th of 2026. But so our writer is on this. So we do have Eric Kripke credited, our showrunner. Um, Fun fact, this episode is set in his hometown, and a lot of the characters are shout-outs to his friends. I don't know which characters those are, but that's always fun. And then also the two teleplay guys are Ron Milbauer and Terry Hughes-Burton, and they wrote Wendigo. But I did not notice when we, wrote, when we were doing that episode was they also wrote Idle Hands, and I love that movie. Have you ever seen it? I have. It's been a long time. But yeah. yeah, I want to rewatch it. It's one of my favorite comma horror movies. I love horror and comedy. So yeah, they wrote yeah. that too. Um, this episode maybe not as funny as Idle Hands, which does have Seth Green. I don't know if you got into Seth Green and Buffy oh, yet. But Oz. Duh. Oz, yeah. So, all right, cool. So that is the background of the episode. I don't have a, a ton of it and we can just jump in because I want to talk about how Diana's scared. Um, yeah, so uh, I think I think that just it kicks off with, um, you know, obviously something if you grew up in the probably 70s or 80s with a very common overnight slumber party game, I'll, I'll claim 80s on that, but still it's just a, a oh shit, some one of my dumb friends is going to make us do something scary and go talk in a mirror. Well, technically we start with Truth or Dare, which we did oh, play it many, it. many a party. Um, yeah. I don't think that's ever actually stopped. Um no, and so the girl is asked for a truth and she's like stupid and says no because I guess she's embarrassed because she's 11. Yeah. And that's when she gets dared to play Buddy Mary. And they're like, who's Buddy Mary? And like, well, she's a witch. I heard it was a lady killed in a car crash. It doesn't matter who she is. Now go do something scary. Um, and so they tell the story and then one of them is like, so basically you go into a room, you say Bloody Mary three times and then she scratches her eyes out. Um, also at this point, I almost started shorting, um, shortening Bloody Mary to BM in my notes. And then I was <laughs> like, that's Work. unfortunate and no um but also the smart girl was like why would anyone do that and i'm actually here with you girl like yeah. you're yeah. gonna i hope you do well in life that is the appropriate thing don't succumb to peer pressure when somebody says go into a room and someone's gonna scratch your eyes out you go no no, no i'm not gonna get my eyes scratched out it seemed like a very uh like i i don't I mean, I remember that, like, for, as a, as, for me as a kid, I remember specifically that Bloody Mary was supposed to appear, but I don't necessarily remember her violently harming you, but it also makes it, I don't know if I was that, like, is it, why was it so scary then? I mean, except for seeing a fucking, you know, bloody old queen in a mirror. I mean, that sounds terrifying, but uh, for a child, but I don't remember what specifically, I don't remember that she was going to harm the eyes scratching out. That's pretty upsetting. That is very upsetting. And I think it was, I think mine, I think we were told often that she was going to kill you or something. Yeah. I don't know, but she wasn't supposed to be good. I mean, seeing yeah. a ghost in a mirror, never good. With the first uh, name, her, and her first name is Bloody, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Mary. God damn it. You can't trust any Marys. Uh, we, so, we should have made Bloody Marys for what we do this one. Oh, well. well, I thought about it, but I can't drink Bloody Marys at night. No, I just can't. Food. 
period. Yeah. Airplane breakfast. Yeah. So this is also going to, eventually you're going to hear me bitching throughout this episode, how hard it was to research lore and pick things up. But that's one of the reasons because <laughs> Bloody Mary just brings, brings up a lot of fucking drinks. And I'm yeah. like, well, I would really like one of you right now, but no. And I'm, I also I just don't feel like for me, like Bloody Mary is like maybe like Christmas d- day after Christmas morning, like as a hangover preventive, but it's not really a winter thing. No. And I'm very uh, prescriptive. My Bloody Marys, and he's like 40 ingredients for them. So, I'm sure. I just I buy I buy a thing and mix and throw some extra crap in. You it. go to Costco, you buy a drug. No, and- I'm not, I do not do that. I draw the line somewhere. Um, yeah. So, so, so the, one yeah. friend who's actually kind of like this is a terrible idea, and the rest are like and are like do it, and she goes in and does it, basically. Yep. And then they, so and she takes home. a candle in the bathroom, and I'm like, oh. why don't you? Just, I mean, I guess you have to be in the dark, and we'll get into the scientific reasons behind that later. But I'm also like, did you notice how many candles he had in that room? Like that, there was like 50 candles in this room, and like, what mom or dad like spent all that money? That's a lot of fucking money. Oh. And it's like these chicks just burned like $500 worth of candles in the room, so. I guess they're even for shitty candles that adds up. Yeah. Uh, they're like hashtag blessed. Look at all our candles. But anyway, so stupid girl takes a candle in the bathroom and you can tell she's terrified, but mm-hmm. you know, she sucks it up and does it like a brave little stupid girl. Yep. And then her friends are dicks. And yes, I they- wrote down, <laughs> I wrote down these friends were total jerks is what my line is written down because they scared the shit out of her. Well, I think I might, I might actually says asshole, but you know, dick supplies, jerks, whatever you want to be friendly. Um, yeah. And so then the dad comes out and he's like, girls, you're making too much noise, rattling all those doors and screaming. Hey, so you have a slumber party and then there's children screaming downstairs, which I guess you're probably used to as a parent. Like, but what's the difference between a, we're having fun and also somebody just got murdered scream. I guess I think I think that's like an innate parental thing uh, to know the know, difference. Know, know the different types of screams. Yeah. I feel like that's a thing that I can't relate to, but yeah. So I think yeah. Go ahead. This oh, is I was gonna say and this is I think was where Diana just started like hiding her head. So he's walking um, down the hall. I watched it all. I did not yeah. hide my face. Yep, and then we start seeing images of all the reflective services, and this is very a la the ring, which yep. I don't think I ever actually watched because. Oh, I did. Believe it or not, I've fucking seen the ring. <laughs> it was awful. I don't know what was wrong with me, and I decided to watch it. I decided I kind of wanted to get into horror movies at one point in my life. It didn't go well. At all. I just kind of got over horror movies for to an extent. Um, probably about that time, like right before that, I've been watching a lot of like Japanese horror films and like audition where there's a ting 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 and like uh, needles are getting injected in people's eyes and things got real weird. And then I just kind of got over it and I you know kind of went with my theory of I just want escapism. So yeah. unless like that's, you're, I'm that's a, not a problem for me. I want escapism. Yeah. I don't want to watch scary shit. But yeah, I I. I had to watch The Ring, I feel like, because their promotional videos freaked me out so much that I kind of had to see what was going to happen. Didn't help, by the way, but it was real freaky. Uh, but yes, that reminded me exactly. I was like, oh, it looks like, because, and really all it was is that it's like a freaky reflection and like her hair is covering her face. That's probably the main thing. It's, that made, like, but the it's ring. the aesthetic. It is the aesthetic of The yeah. Ring, for sure. 
Um, and uh, I might just to share my my note at this point because I did have a note specifically at this uh, because I did have um, I didn't have anything specific to do, but I, I was trying to I wanted to touch up my makeup to go somewhere later that evening, and. I was very concerned about my ability to use a mirror now after just at this point already, I wrote down, how am I going to touch up my makeup later? Um, <laughs> because that would involve looking in a mirror and yeah. I was so pissed, but there we go. Yep. All right. So All right. Mr. Shoemaker goes into a bathroom and he just picks a pill out of his medicine cabinet. We don't know what he's taking, but then the motherfucker dry swallowed it. And I'm so offended by that. I'm like, <laughs> Who dry swallows a pill? That's just nasty. That is like the. I, I don't like, do it if I have to. Well, I mean, I mean, I often, you know, uh, how do I say this without going into terrible things about my gag reflex? Um, but <laughs> you know, I have to do like the water and the head tilt thing. You uh, know, where you kind of get your head to a certain angle. Uh, because my throat is very small and dainty. <laughs> so, okay. Whatever you moving, say. Moving on. Okay. So, yeah, beyond, like, the dry swallowing pill, which really got me offended, then, like, shit moves on its face, whatever. Um, I guess that's supposed to be disturbing. Yeah. That was weird, too. I, I don't know. I didn't ca- understand exactly where that came in. Like, I mean... I mean, I know what was happening now, obviously, after seeing it, but I still like the stuff moving in their, in like the side of their face, like on their temple and their cheek. I still didn't quite get that, but I mean. I guess it was the blood or a worm, which I would have, honestly, would have much more problems if it was bugs under the skin. I don't, because it looked like a bug. No, no worms. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's on my, my, no, I don't like insects inside, insects inside your, inside you in general. No. Uh, so the older sister right. comes home and she's like, wow, this bathroom is bleeding. That's yeah. not good. Um, and then we've got, you know, lots of screaming starts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And that was our opening scene. Hurrah. <sighs> yeah. And then Diana was like, what am I in for? I hate Liz. I hate her so much. God damn fucking mirrors, man. Ugh. All right. So bad. All right. Here we go. So, um, Yeah. So then we go and we've got Sam and Ceiling Jess again. I'm just calling yes. her Ceiling Jess for the episode because I'm like, oh, she just lives on the ceiling now. This is ceiling where she Jess. is. Yep. yep. And Dean yep. wakes him up and they're a baby. Hey, baby. And so he's like, hey, at least I got some sleep. And, and Dean's like, well, you know, we're going to have to have a bro moment. You're going to have to tell me what's going on. And Sam's like, nah. And he's like, well, welcome to Toledo, Ohio. Which nobody ever said, but yeah. uh, so they've got a newspaper out and they've got Sam Shoemaker's obituary in it, who, by the way, was 46. He was pretty old for 46, but maybe I'm just a terrible judge of that. Um, <laughs> and they're like, hey, we're going to find out what happened to this guy. So did they get a local delete? How many newspapers are these dudes going through? That's I thought that was kind of an interesting like how did they find this case? I mean, if they weren't already there, um, I did that did I was like I was I was like waiting like oh maybe somebody called them no they just stumbled upon it and decided they were going to find it. Well, Sam says something in a minute, which but I'm just kind of like uh, okay I guess that's where this pin you know pinned out for you. But so they show up at Lake Erie Central Hospital and yeah. the steps to this hospital look like a mental asylum. 
And I just don't know if that's because that's where the morgue goes or what, but it, I, mean, I know it's someplace in Vancouver, but those are a lot of steps for a hospital. Like generally hospitals don't have that many steps because people are sick and they can't walk up 40 flights of stairs. Ill, Ill and or injured people don't like massive amounts of stairs. That's yep. Yeah, I think so. Um, so they go, they climb up and then they go down to the morgue and they, this time their alibi is that they're med stewards from Ohio, Ohio state. And I'm like, that's a reasonable alibi, you know, uh, alias. I'm like, okay. They do not. He does. The, the guy working at the morgue did not buy Dean's story. Gave no fucks. He's like, yeah, that's nice. Bye. Yeah. But then he did his little Rihanna and it was like, pay me what you owe me with his eyes. He just said it with his eyes. And Sam is like, yeah. And Sam's yeah. like, boom, here's all my cash. And he makes it rain. I was and like, oh, this guy actually cares about privacy. Nope. Nope. He just wants money. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, look at that man. Do you think he cares about HIPAA laws? He does not care about HIPAA laws at all. Okay. Um, and then of course, which is one of those things too, that kind of goes into, you know, backstory of Eugene's like, that's my money. I earned it. And Sam's yeah. like, you play poker. So this is kind of one of the ways we learned this is how they make cash. So we know they have credit card scams and they're earning money through poker. And obviously you must be a pretty good poker player because, hey, that was a lot of money. Um, but so he throws, so he makes it rain. And so Sam says the newspaper said the daughter found him and his eyes were bleeding. And I do question if that would be in a paper. It certainly wouldn't no, be in the obituary. Definitely but, not in the obituary. Very questionable if it would be in the, in, uh, in the newspaper at all. Um, I don't feel like they'd like to get that explicit in the newspaper about how someone died, right? Maybe it was like TMZ. <laughs> Toledo's very own TMZ. Toledo has, you know, a, uh, uh, you know, the the Sun or like the you know, the Inquirer, and that's yeah, where they saw it. Yeah. Yep. So okay. now, like the the morgue technician is super happy to be showing off his corpse. He's that. just like, look at this. And they're like, yeah, no, his eyes are liquefied. Liquefied. I wrote that yep. down. Liquefied. And I and I right next to that it was eek. <laughs> his eyes yeah. liquefied? Question mark eek is my yeah. comment on that. And they start going into like things of like how this could happen. Um, I would say if you're a Kyle squeamish person, don't go Googling this. This is not some fun images to pull up. And I have done archival work for an ophthalmologist for the Air Force in space. So I've seen pictures of like eyes after like, you know, massive amounts of G-force and like terrible things that have happened to them, which is already kind of gross. But yeah. I just stopped looking this up. I was like, you know what? I don't care if this could happen. I am, I am done trying to find out. Um, and so we're just going to go with, sure, eyeballs can burst. That's, that's our, that's what I'm sticking with. Um, so the Dean goes like, Hey, can we look at the police report? And the guy was like, do you want to go to the champagne room? Like you need <laughs> money to go to the champagne room. And so Sam throws some more dollar bills and I guess, you know, they get the police report mm -hmm. and they're like, well, you know, could be a freak metal thing, but nah. And so like, let's go talk to the kids. Cause yeah. Let's, why go, not? Crash, let's go crash the awake and try to talk well, to them about this very traumatic experience. I'm not sure they knew it was awake at this point. Cause I mean, how like fast are they getting there from seeing the story that's in the newspaper? They have to drive from whatever they're doing in between jobs. Um, so 
poker games. Yeah, yeah they're poker games and other ways, you know. So, but they do show up at the wake and they're not in, in funeral clothes. They're not, but they're like, hey, let's go find the teenagers because that seems great. And you see at least one like horny girl who's like, hey, yeah. you're so sexy boys. And then this time their alias is that we worked with your dad, which is like, oh, okay. Yeah. And so we get the one super protective friend who is like, dude, you're inappropriate. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, girl, you're right. He, they are inappropriate. They should up in your house. You don't know them. They're probably fucking liars. And they're talking to a bunch of teenage girls. You have yeah. the right attitude. Yes. I approve you. Yes. Uh, and later we find out her name is Charlie. And she is played by Marnette Patterson. Um, she also played Billy's sister on Charmed. I'm not sure if you got to that point of Charmed. Like, it's like way past Shannon Doherty, Rose McGowan. Like the end of Rose McGowan is when Kaylee, uh, Haley, Kaylee, shit. The chick from Big Bang Theory, whenever she started being on it. Um, anyways, and she was also once a, jokal, a junior vocal winner on Star Search. And I tried really hard to find the video of her. So this is in 1989. And so 1989 was the year that Aaliyah won. And I did find hers. But I would just say in general, Star Search, wow. Like 40, I guess that was like 40. How many, 30 years later, 40 years later, however the fuck old I am. Um it does not hold up. And I found out a bunch of things I forgot about. Like, do you remember this TV spokesmodel part? No. So they had like a modeling category. So Star Search, did you ever watch Star Search yeah. or are you too oh, young? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they had the vocalists, they had the dance ones and there was a junior dance and there was like the grown up dance. And then they also had the TV spokesmodel, which was basically like a model. And so they had like these models, like doing like fashion shows, like to 80s music. And it was freaking horrifying, but also hilarious. So I recommend if you're real bored over Christmas and kind of drunk to go back through and just Google some old star search. Star star search. I used to love that. I used to like all those competition shows. I I love a good competition show. And I feel like that was back when I'm sure that's probably like the original reality TV things, right? Yes. Yeah. It have to be right. Yeah. Interesting. All right, so she's got, she's had a little star. You're like, like, stop talking about fucking star search. And no, I mean, like, I'm like, it was like, it was like the pre-American idol. For sure. All right, so go on. So we were at, um, um, who we find out later, her name is Charlie. That was her background. And uh, she's trying to kind of look out for the, Mr. Schumacher's daughters who are getting, you know, asked a bunch of real awkward questions at this wake. And, um, they're not responding very well to uh, Dean's inquiries, but the, the the younger sister, the one who was having the sleepover, um, you know, pipes up obviously at this point. And uh, Sam kind of like is able to have like a more uh, relatable conversation with her saying like, okay, it's all right. Tell us what you think happened. And uh, no, he puts on the creepy voice. He looks like, he's just like, <laughs> hey, hey, little girl. Tell me what's wrong. What did you see, little girl? I got my soft eyes. You can trust my soft eyes. <laughs> I, thought, I just thought it was sweet. Oh man. Okay. Well, well you're obviously you know not is here. I'm, I'm just like, nope. He wants to molest you. That's pretty much my first thought. And like, you know, it's I mean, predator danger. Predator danger. Um, Gross. 
at this point, I, I, when you talk about predators, I'm going to be slightly impressed that Dean does not seem interested in the teenage girls. Yeah, I do actually have a note of that later. I'm like, I'm so proud of you for not hitting on the high school girls. Yeah. So proud. Uh, our standards are low. Like, <laughs> I know. like gold star for not being a skis. I don't know. Like, uh. all right. Um, so, so they get they get they get like a little bit of info from the from the younger sister, the one who is the one who said uh, did the play Mary, um, and. Um, then uh, they decide to wander back in the house because the daughters obviously don't want to talk to them anymore after this, uh, to go uh, wander around in a stranger's home and explore to see what they can find. Um, and uh, without, while they're walking through, they're kind of talking about the, the, a little bit about Bloody Mary and they, you know, Dean points out that the dad never said it. And so that's kind of where I felt like the, the story um, diverges a little bit from what you know what the myth was as you know for dumb childhood stuff that i would know uh and so i'm like wait a minute he's right um and then they get to the bathroom upstairs and uh i you know i, I feel like somebody should have let these young ladies know that there are services that will do cleanup because uh it's kind of weird that you've still got like massive blood stains on your bathroom floor from your father's death during his wake uh is a little bit uh like Ooh. well Someone. it had to be real i'm i'm assuming that it's very hard to clean blood out of that tile so I, i'm certain that it is it was just kind of oh no it's in my note i was like why is this floor still stained at the same time i'm like mm. and then i was just like yeah, that's probably not their priorities and you know, like there's also there's no adults in this house and i don't think you yeah. notice that like and i'm true. sure no, the mom is dead. We'll find dead. out later. Yeah. So did they just give custody to the high school girl? I don't know. Throw, but throw, throw a bath mat on it. I don't know. That's my that's my advice for the day. <laughs> throw a bath mat on it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And so then that while they're poking around in there, they get busted by Charlie because she's the one that's appropriately suspicious about them because they're asking weird-ass questions. Uh, and she's willing to confront them about that. And then she also gives in very easily. She's oh. like, so she was like, if you don't tell me, I'm going to scream. And then she's like, okay, this sounds fine. Fine. Total fine. Totally fine. Yeah. And so then Sam writes down his number on a piece of paper. And I'm like, dude, get a business card. Like you're at Kinko's all the time. We saw you making those IDs. You have some time at the Kinko's to, to, yeah. to make something to like a little, at least just like you're with a phone number on it. Just like a discreet yeah. phone number. Here you go. Made it real creepy. I mean, like, yeah, something spooky, it's mysterious because we're like cops, man. We like put, cops, they could, but we're not. They could pick a picture of baby on it, they could, they could have a baby on there. Uh, <gasps> all right, anyways. So she lets us go and they go to the library, I'm like, yep. hey, library, Where all of the computers are down. <laughs> and it's just this is what happens when you don't support funding your public library they can't access oh, the computers, and then the homeless men will have nowhere to look at porn. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, so, and also while they're there, like Sam's talking about how this legend is wide, you know, it's widespread and it makes it hard. There are like 50 different versions of who she actually mm -hmm. is. One version says she's a witch, another says she's a mutilated bride, but there's a lot more. Like, fuck yeah, there's, there's so many fucking versions of this. Um, so then he's like, well, everything has something in common. Her name and her name is Mary, and she dies in front of a mirror. And he's wrong. They she does not always dying from a mirror some of these things make no sense and this legend sucks as far as research goes anyways okay so computers are down 
and they switch back and we see Charlie and she's talking on her phone while driving. No, 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 no. Hands-free girl. Well, they and didn't have that back then. This was 15 years ago. I feel like you had shitty Bluetooth in your car speaker in 2005, but I could be wrong. And the blonde is like, but my hormones, I'm all lady parts happy and they're really hot. So I'm going to listen to what they say. And, and Charlie is like, I don't know. I don't know if I trust them. And then she's just like, I'm a total cut. And I'm sorry. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to. So we're a big fan of Jill's is what we, what you're saying, right? <laughs> Jill is Jill's your favorite. Yeah, totally my favorite. I felt so sorry when she died. Yeah, she was she's kind of a bitch. I wrote down Jill is a bitch. Uh-huh. Okay. I just call her hormone chick. So I'm like, hormone chick goes into the bathroom and then she says Bloody Mary three times. And then she does a fake scream because she's a bitch. Yep. And and then she's looking at herself in her full-length mirror, walking around without her pants on. I'm not gonna lie, but this was a 2020. Like it was different walking around without your pants on. And and doesn't start to notice like even after she's already pranked Charlie and she thinks everything's fine and she gets off the phone and she's walking around acting like everything's all hunky dory, but doesn't notice in her peripheral vision at any point that something real creepy is in the mirror also. Yep. Just watching her. Uh, And then she gets to the bathroom and then she gets the alternate version of herself, which I love. so scary see i would rather the alternate version of yourself that's just like this is your like uber bitch self and this is what you look like when you're being all smug and stuck up jill um and then we get a bunch of rather have the frozen alternate mirror image than the than the scary than the scary thing like like which bitch in the corner which bitch isn't me like i don't want to hear my like i can barely like i don't like silent when here listening to my own thoughts so but i don't know but smug smug mirror girl was funny i don't know i appreciate her humor i'm just curious about like ring ring girl was not as funny and not (laughs) she just looked like she needed a shower to brush her hair do i want ring girl or do i want my own alternate reflection I have to go with alternate reflection, even though that's scarier in some ways. <laughs> there we go. That's what I've got to offer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that I was, I, I've got OMG uh, when her reflection freezes and I literally got chills. I was like so freaked out. <laughs> and I have, Ooh, we're getting some eye bleeds. <laughs> that was my note. <laughs> You're like, I've got chills. And I'm like, Ooh, eye bleeds. Like, uh, did not like it. All right. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So then we go and we're back to ceiling Jess. <laughs> just, yeah. Ceiling um, Jess returns. Ceiling Jess. And Sam wakes up and Dean's actually researching. Proud of you, Dean. You're doing some work. Um, you guys stole a lot of books from the library is what I'm thinking about. And Dean's like, what did you dream about? And he's like, lollipops and candy canes. I'm like, which all sound like strippers. But, you know, I mean... Also Christmas appropriate, you know, tree yeah. lollipops and candy canes. Yeah. Um, hopefully some Lisa Frank, you know, unicorns jumping through. <laughs> and Dean's like, you know, I haven't found anything. And then I'm also thinking about, like, okay, so what books are you fucking looking through? Yeah, that um, seems like, I don't know which, like, book you check out for that information. Or seal. There was no, like, they didn't go through Amita Library and she didn't do the Tadun thing. Like, no, they just stole books. Also, ooh, they stole books in the library. Not very nice. Evil. I'm, sure when they, I'm sure when they run off from their random motel room, they just leave them there and the police will figure it out and return them for them. 
Do you think police actually return books to the library? Eh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just being optimistic. You're giving Toledo police a lot of credit. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they just leave that shit there. Um, and then the, that's why the library can't afford to fix its computers because they stole all their books and then they left them there and then they had to replace all the books. So yeah, it's, it's a no vicious cycle. No the Toledo help. police no just took that. Yeah. And the police are like, we're not giving the librarians any of our funding. We're going to keep it all for ourselves. So anyhow, um, so the phone rings and we've got Charlie calling them and she's like, we found her on the bathroom floor. Who's her? And her eyes were gone. Oh no. And that dumb blonde bitch I hang out with. That's who her is. And she said it. I heard her say it. She said it. And she's like, but I'm insane, right? I'm like, yeah, kind of. But um, uh, these are not mutually exclusive things. No, and then thankfully, at least like, they don't have to go through the whole truth is out there speech. And they just ask her to help, and she's actually willing to help them and not being, you know, cantankerous yeah, about it. She's fucking terrified as yeah. she Yeah, so they split, and we're, now we're at Jill's house. And so uh, Jill's mom has let, her, has let uh, Charlie into the house. Jill lets them sneak in through a window. And then she turns out, they, it was like, why is she turning out the lights? And then I guess it's so they could turn the night vision cam on the camcorder. And then Dean does this very sexy, do I look like Paris Hilton? Um, and then even Charlie is laughing. And then, I'm, and then I started wondering, like, do they not make celebrity sex tapes anymore? Is that just over? Well, it know. used to be huge. Oh, that's a big deal. I don't know. I wonder if celebrations got better at blocking it or people just care less because it's all on Pornhub. I think that people care less now because it just got like out of hand and everybody was trying to do it to get famous. And I think people got sick of it. I don't know. I never really like was my jam. So I don't know. I don't think it was my jam either. I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying like celebrities would like leak them on purpose or like people that want to be celebrities would leak them on purpose to get famous. And I think people just got burned out on that. And to me, that's just how you get malware. Malware is always in those things. You can't download a celebrity sex tape or you're going to get freaking malware on your computer. You should all know this. Don't don't go to those sites and download that. It'll be bad. (laughs) Don't do it on your work computers. And don't do it while you're logged. I'm going to stop now. Um, I'm having flashbacks this week. Okay, so... Um, so sneaking in there, you're looking around with the black light, and then, um, and then, they, and then they, also, I want to say, Sam did say there is a black light in the trunk, right? Yes, so <laughs> I was gonna say that. I was gonna say they were like, the trunk, motherfucking trunk delivers, the trunk delivers at a black light. So Yay, get, trunk! Have to go get the black light from the trunk, I guess, at this point. Or he was already carrying it with him, but they commented that they got it from the trunk. Uh, yeah, so then they're, because, uh, they're examining the mirror that she spoke into, which was very easy to remove from the wall. I don't know, like bathroom mirrors that are usually a little bit more intense than that, but anyways, grabs the, they pull the mirror off, uh, after seeing some, what looked like glowy drips from the bottom of it. Oh no, I said ghost splooge. Ghost splooge. Okay. Well, glowy drips. AKA ghost splooge. Um, well, I mean, think about it. You're looking, you had to pull out a black light to see them. Just like, you know, you take a black light into a hotel room to see signs of, you know, splooge. Doesn't that also show blood? Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure, blood, but also splooge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Blood, ghost splooge. Same difference. All right. Uh, so well, it wasn't splooge. red. Yeah, so there's drips everywhere, and oh my, (laughs) 
Voyage is showing a name of Gary Bryman. And he's there like, you know who Gary Bryman is? And she's like, nah, I don't know who that is. That and so the handprint and the handwriting on the back though. I go, yeah. God, I'm so jaded. I'm like, really? I'm like, okay. Um, so because I'm just like <laughs> ghost came all over this. That's what I'm thinking. And you're like, I'm scared. And I'm like, oh, that's so creepy. And you're like, <laughs> ghost food. All right. Okay. So they go through this and they're back in the park and they figure out that Gary, poor little Gary, was a victim of a hit and run. Oh. And this will never be solved. And they're like, well, it's a Toyota Camry. And Charlie's like, oh my God, Joel drove that car. And so did like a million other fucking people. Everybody has a Toyota. I want like the most popular, like most common car. I don't know, popular, but common car. Especially in like 2005, like everybody had a Toyota Camry. I did. But but Jill did seem kind of like a bitch. So, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So they're like, well, we need to go back to Donna's house. So they go back to Donna's house and then, you know, ghost CSI is starting to happen and they're looking at the back of the mirror and they find some more ghost leaves on that and they find Linda Shoemaker on it. And then here comes Uppity, I'm kind of calling her Uppity Donna now with her flippy hair. How long did it take her to get those flips in her hair to go? That like, and they were always there unless like she just like did it and then set it with like 20 pounds of hairspray. I don't know how she did those flips every day. Every fucking day she did. It was, and why would you choose that haircut? I just don't no, know. That's, that's not cute. And then not she's cute. like, mm, yeah. And she's like, Linda was my mom. She OD'd on sleeping pills. Okay, I'm not going to say that because that sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, okay, so unfortunately, her mom, uh, her mom OD'd. And um, I don't know if you actually find out like why the dad blamed himself. No, they don't really get in explicitly to that at any point. But as we find, you know, we find out later on that that may or may not be necessary. But we'll get to that. Um, yeah. In this. But it, yeah. So the implication at this moment in time, though, would be that dad may have caused mom's death in some way. Yeah. Which is upsetting. And she gets real pissed and she's like, I would be too. Be like, get dude, the fuck like, out of my house, you freaky motherfuckers. Yeah, at this point, she she also does the appropriate, hey, I've got a dead mom, I've got a dead dad, and now I have these fuckers in here, like, asking about my dead mom and talking about ghost splooge. Like, yeah. this is inappropriate. Ghost splooge is not appropriate right now, guys. Get out. And I know you didn't work with my dad, basically. Yeah, fact. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Uh, all right, so now... Um, now they're on back they're still talking about what they think is the cause of the of the curse at this point yeah and Um, they're back in the motel and they do have a murder wall up so and i was like do you think trunk carries like scotch tape in it the trunk has to have scotch tape in it It has to have the basic necessities it has it has to have an office supply section right i mean they've always got tape they've always got like the basics to write notes they have a printer they have That's a printer true. and so Portable they printer. probably have to have ink cartridges and paper. then paper mm-hmm. like yeah there i really hope like chunk has this one little section and it's just like you know some post-it notes because <laughs> everybody needs post-it notes and paper clips <laughs> yeah and also red string like so they're just Connect like the dots. <laughs> yeah at one point they're gonna be like damn it we're out of red string we gotta go to office depot and it looks like i guess or joanne's like i don't think office yeah. depot would have red string so then they're yeah. like it's craft day and they're gonna okay. go off and buy some red string god i love office supplies 
God, they're the best. I love them so much. Even though right now I've gone a little overboard and I have like 50 kinds of post-it notes on my desk oh. and they, oh, the other day I was like walking through the house. I was like, what is this? No what is that noise? And then like, I had like client notes stuck to the bottom of my bunny slippers. And, like, <laughs> and I'm really glad I found that because at some point I'd be like, I don't understand what happened. And like, oh shit. And they just like somewhere on the bunny slippers. Like, ha <laughs> uh, um, ha. Okay. So, so they're talking about basically they're trying to figure out like any Mary who died in front of a mirror basically with a joke <laughs> line at that point. I'm like, well, that's it's like a wide net to cast, but there you go. Yeah. And how do you even look? I don't even know how you're looking that up, but, and then, so they're like, you know, there's a, they're trying to say, okay, there's a pattern. They had secrets where people die. And then, you know, I think Sam was the one who's like, there's lots of folklores about mirrors. They reveal all your lies, all your secrets. And that's why it's bad luck to break them. So mini lore. Mini lore. Mini lore. Mini lore. Um, so, okay. So this is pretty, um, I just, mini lore is off of one side. This is all how, off how stuff works. Um, so basically uh, mirrors were thought to be a projection of one's appearance and one's soul. And so breaking a mirror breaks the soul into pieces. And now that the soul is damaged, that's why you get bad luck. Um, or alternatively, the damaged soul is going to seek revenge against the one responsible for its injuries. So you're the one who like hurt my soul. So I'm going to come back after you. Um, but it also just goes back to the legend of Narcissus and, you know, him looking at his reflection in, right. in the water because he was narcissistic or just really hot. And, you know, sometimes I have good days and I want to look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, yeah, you look good today. Yeah. Now we just take a bunch of selfies. Like, you take a bunch of selfies take that i'm just kidding <laughs> but that's what people do instead of just staring in a mirror all day is we take selfies to document it and then we have or take time. selfies of us looking in the mirror yeah that happens too. meta so meta, meta selfie <laughs> meta selfie anyway right. so we're like okay they just basically figure out like if you have a bad secret then mary's gonna punish you mm -hmm. And then they figure out that there's some Mary who um, had her eyes cut out in, in, a, in Fort Wayne, Indiana in an unsolved murder. So they decide that they should probably go check that shit out. And now I think it's probably appropriate time for actual lore. <laughs> lore. Lore time. Lore time. All right. And as we're starting in the lore, the cat is also very excited and she is trying to figure out how to jump up on this desktop. Yeah, you are. And I'm going to do this in the most inappropriate moment. Uh, okay. So like I was saying, researching this was annoying as fuck. There are so many different versions of this. Um, there are... <laughs> And Diana cracks up because the cat did leap onto the back of my chair. So now oh. I gotta, I've got the cat's like, oh, it's lore time. I must hear. Yo, don't climb on. I, she also wants to use me as her pole. Okay. So really the Bloody Mary game itself, um, I don't know what to call it a game, really didn't start showing up in folklore until the 1960s and 1970s. So you're kind of right about, we were like, hey, like most kids that are growing up, we had this, right? Um, 
I'm pretty much like the general thing is right. You know, you stand in front of a mirror, usually with a candle or a flashlight, and you say something like Bloody Mary. There's also I stole your baby Bloody Mary, which I never said that. Did you ever hear that one? I did hear that. I didn't remember that. Oh, <laughs> oh it's well, that just seems rude. Like, really mean. like, why would you steal her baby? Well, and then just taunting her with it, like, I stole yeah, your like, baby. Uh-huh. Like, you kind of deserve to get bitch slapped. Like, if you're taunting some poor dead woman about you stealing her child, the, co- fuck the, cos- off. the cosmic bitch, the cosmic bitch slap might be earned. Yep. yep. So, but also a lot of shrinks think this, and this is one of the things I just got pissed off at a lot of researching it. Um, so a lot of shrinks really think it's just a metaphor for girls getting their period. Hmm. So mm. idea being that it's generally most of the people who do this, who play the right. game, are girls. Are, are girls at summer party at a certain age. And so because there's blood in it and you're talking, and I'm, I'm also just kind of like, fuck off. Like, I don't think this has anything to do with chicks being afraid of, of menstruation. You can't play. No, I, I was scared about. Yeah. I was scared about something showing up in the fucking mirror. That's what yeah. I was scared of. I don't well, know. I mean, oh my god. Well, technically, I mean, I guess you're afraid of something showing up, showing up in your pants unexpected. But yeah, at the I mean, same time, I'm like, you can't blame everything on my fucking period. Yeah. Like clearly, men. All I would say, one of the main researchers who had that was a woman. So I was like, clearly, a man came up with this, but yeah, it wasn't. Um, yeah. yeah. So that made me annoyed. I was researching this. Um, and then um, just from a little sciencey area, so spectrophobia is a persistence fear of mirrors. And so basically you're either going to be afraid of something coming out of it or um, just looking into it. There's also another one um, that's just, you get kind of fear of looking at it. But the most cited experiment I saw was by the Italian Giovanni Caputo. And so according to Giovanni Caputo, um, he put subjects in front of a large mirror in a dimly lit room with the light behind the observer. And so they was not told to say Bloody Mary. He just put people in front of a mirror with a, a low light and just basically had them stare at themselves in the mirror for a long time. And it was called the strange face illusion. Um, so what people saw kind of vary, but most people who saw things, you know, saw a, you know, a deformation of their own face. Um, some saw their parents' face with traits strange. Um, some saw uh, an unknown person, some saw like an archetypal face, like an old woman, a child, an ancestor, and some saw an animal face. I'm like, you're lucky, man. Stare in a mirror, see a tiger. How long did they look in this mirror? I don't know. It was probably like five or ten minutes. But it's just pretty much like you stay here and like, you have a deal. But like, part of this goes, the thing we were talking about dolls too. Like, you know, your brain is trying to make sense of things that your eyes are seeing and trying to process. Um, so from a scientific standpoint, you get enough little girls or teenagers, whoever, standing in front of a mirror with a dimly lit light, staring at themselves while they're, while they're saying this. Um, so they're going to see some weird shit. And it's just because your brain is playing tricks on you. Right. But, you know, um, fuck science. I want some spooky, spooky lore. Everyone wants some spooky spook. Um, all right, so like I said in that mini lore segment, there's a long history of things that are associated with mirrors from scariness to divination. Um, you think back to like Snow White and, you know, mirror, mirror on the wall, those type of things. So it's going on for a while. Um, 
and there's, you know, still like that tradition um, and a lot of religions of covering mirrors when someone dies. So yeah. you're not, you know, the soul doesn't get sucked in. But as for Bloody Mary herself, um, so sometimes she is said to be a witch. Sometimes she's an axe murderess. Sometimes she's a murder victim. Um, there are people who associate her with Elizabeth Bathory. <laughs> we'll have to do something on her one day. Um, or, you know, also the, the Mary the First, which is, I think, when mm-hmm. you said, like, see a queen in the mirror. Um, that's what I, yeah, that's what, what I had heard was. But there's also association with witches named either Mary Worthington, although the one we'll find out later in Supernatural, that's what they associate. I think we actually found that out already. Um, so yeah, Mary Worthington, the one who was in Fort Wayne, or Mary Worth. But so like I said, there's like 8 million different like ways to go with the story. Like, where do yeah. you go? I don't know what you do. But I was like, you know what? Let's kind of zero in on this Mary Worth. And that is how I found the town of Whitewater, Wisconsin. so white water wisconsin they build themselves as the second salem uh there is even a brewery there named they they embrace the shit there's a brewery there named second salem brewery and they had the most amazing beers that i want they have like pictures of like krampus and witches on them and they also look delicious uh unfortunately they don't ship so now i have to go to wisconsin to go get these beers um so the Chamber of Commerce promotes an annual spirit tour to some of its most famous haunted sites, one of which is Mary Worth's Crypt at Hillside Cemetery. And according to a very, very adorable video on their site for this tour, oh my God, it's so cute. You have to go watch it. Uh, they're like, there's a woman who is dressed up as Mary Worth, and mm. she says in her finest acting that she was a self-proclaimed witch who cursed the Winchesters. And that is one of the reasons I wanted to talk about her. Um, so the Winchesters actually did exist in Whitewater, Wisconsin. So they were real Mary Worth, not so much, but you know, the Winchester, she cursed them. So I was like, fuck yeah, we're going to talk about this town. So like I said, um, it's Second Salem. Some super fun facts about the town. Uh, There are three cemeteries in the city, and then if you connect them, it forms a triangle. Well, no shit, because if you collect three dots, you form a triangle. (laughs) Um, Theoretically, though, it's supposed to be a perfect isosceles triangle. Um, And all the places inside this triangle between the cemeteries are believed to be haunted. So it's a whole haunted town. And, um, but also you can add in, there's some Native American burial grounds there. And if you do that, then you get a pyramid. There is a, this giant stone water tower in the town that was built in the 1880s. And it's called the Witch's Tower. Because people say, you know, witches perform rituals there. And at night, people would see hooded figures dancing around it. And the archivist of the, was at the library there said she thinks that might have been the KKK because the KKK has a strong presence at one point in the town. So they're like, yeah, you saw some hooded figures dancing around. And it was just racism or witches. So racism or witches, we don't know. They also have the book. So book, and trying to do that my best hocus hocus pocus voice. Um, So there's rumored to be a book in the library um, that was left behind the witches and anyone who reads the book commits suicide or go insane. And so there are many different videos where they pull out this like locked book and it's actually just a Catholic missile and it has some choir songs in it. Um, So that's the one they tell you. There could be another one in there. We don't know, but the librarians are like, yeah, this is our locked book. So it's, it's, it's at the public library. It just is 
college library. A college so, library. Okay, I feel better about that. And it's locked up though. It's in the, it's I me. Mean, it's just, it's, it's just in the restricted fucking, section. <laughs> it's in the restricted section. There are a lot of things in the restricted section there because things get stolen. So pretty much the whole campus. So um, Whitewater has a university of Wisconsin at Whitewater and the whole campus is like fucking haunted. Apparently um, there's a sorority that is, crazy haunted and like so there are all sorts of things like there are a lot of stories about things that go on this town they mm. even found town tunnels under some of the houses and including wow. the winchester house um but they're like this is how witches moved around and they're like or it was part of the underground railroad so if i was a town i'd be promoting the this was part of the underground railroad but they went with the this is a witch tunnel i, I guess yeah. I'm, not, I'm not mad yeah. Also, this one I thought you would like. A few miles south of the city is Whitewater Lake, where fishermen in 1923 claimed a large creature with tentacles overturned their boat and dragged them under. They fought against it and eventually spoke free, but the, broke free, but they found themselves covered in small bite marks. So we've got a lake monster. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, monster. And so there was also an axe murderer in town, but that wasn't until the 1950s. So. Oh. And we'll see why. So the main reason for the ghosts and why I love this town is because this town had a very large collection of spiritualists. And that is why I'm wearing my Victorian lady spiritualist outfit, at least on the top. Nobody can see my black of pants. But I'm wearing a very cute um, Victorian. I'll post a picture of my cute Victorian top in there. Um, And I love spiritualism. It's one of my favorite weird fucking American and England facts of things. But... uh, so to get to the spiritualist, we do, unfortunately, I have, sorry if you guys do hate history, but I do have to talk a little bit about it just to see why this makes sense. Um, so Whitewater was settled by white folks in 1836. And I had to say that because there was obviously Native Americans living there a long time before. Um, so in 1836, Alvin Foster uh, made his stake in the land by marking his name on a tree which is pretty much how you just got land at that point. It was like, yeah. this tree is mine and I'm going to mark it on it. It's mine. Like, like it's it. my chain. Like when you go up and lick something, mine. Yep. Is that what licking does? Okay. Uh, well, I mean. All right. So, in, so in that was 18. Yeah. So, and the next year, Samuel Prince built the first log cabin in town near the current site of, and I'm telling you, this is what the town calls it in Chamber of Commerce, not me, White Waters Indian Mounds Park. So there is another name for it, which is Whitewater uh-huh. Effigy Mounds Preserve. But pretty much, it's a goddamn Native American Indian burial ground. Okay. So, so, um, so we're just the town was built on a Native American burial ground. Woohoo! Um, and so it's a choice. It's an interesting decision. To- it is an interesting choice. Um, okay. So the town gets founded. Um, people move there. Um, so. A little bit on the American spiritualism movement. So that started in 1848. So about 10 years, a little bit about 10 years of this town is founded. And of course, that starts with the Fox sisters. Um, And it's first it was loosely organized, but it starts spreading like wildfire across the country. And pretty much the main tenets of spiritualism, you know, are the beliefs that contact with spirits are possible some spirits are more advanced than humans and that also leads spiritualists to a third belief that uh, spirits are capable of providing useful knowledge about moral and ethical issues as well as the nature of god so 
this is a time of a lot of seances, a lot of mediums. Um, just everybody's out there and they're talking to ghosts and it's freaking great. Um, so spiritualism actually hit Wisconsin pretty big. And there are loads of followers that are springing up, although the numbers seem to be a little inflated by the spiritualist movement. Like one newspaper said it was 10% of the population. And it, it, that seems a little likely, not 10% of the people, unless, like, you know, I mean, Wisconsin wasn't that highly populated, but still, eh, seems a little likely. But it does have like a lot of like high officials are into it, including uh, Nathan Talmadge, who is a senator from New York, who was appointed the third governor of Wisconsin by John Tyler in 1845. Um, he was appointed because it was just a territory, it wasn't a state. Right. I don't know when Wisconsin came to state. I don't need, I don't need to know that knowledge. Mm. Um, but he claimed that his daughter, Emily, when she was 13, that ghost taught her how to play the piano. Wow. Which I think is great. Um, I mean, that's actually really handy, right? You don't have right? to pay for a piano teacher then. Think you of know, how tandy like, that would yeah. be during COVID. Right, you oh, just have yeah. like ghosts coming don't in, worry about like somebody coming to your house, yeah. infecting you, or you infecting them. They can just well, come and to- all the parents who are so sick of teaching their kids, it's just like oh, here, I can just have room. ghosts do it. Yeah, um, and yeah, and there's a number of followers who are in the area. One of my favorites is Juliet Severance, who is basically this badass woman who promoted free love. But in that time, it was pretty much just saying, you know, women shouldn't be owned by their husbands. And so pretty much like a founder of like, not that she wasn't necessarily a suffragette, just one of the, an early feminist and founder of women's rights. Uh, her family moved to Whitewater in 1862, which offered a community, a community that was advocating for dress reform, meaning, you know, we could wear pants, uh, vegetarianism, abolition, and alternative health. So while she was there, there was an active spiritualist community in the town. She did leave in 1869 after she got a divorce. Uh, She was also really good friends with another of my favorite spiritualists, and that's Victoria Woodhill. And Woodhull um, had a weekly newspaper thing called, I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, somewhere, but uh, within that, um, so this woman who'd been living in Whitewater, Juliet Severance, has a, an editorial called Woodhullism and Promiscuity, and it was mainly to discount that, you know, spiritualists thought that all, you know, uh, that free love is just about being slutty, uh, but she basically said, you know, basically, she, I'm going to quote her verbatim, it's like, if there's any definition of social freedom that would ring in the ears of every man and woman in the land until it would reach our understanding, it is this, live your highest life, be that what it may, and mind your own business. Fair, fair. And I was like, I love you. Yeah, I was like, yeah, do what you do, what you want. Mind and, your own, mind business. your own biscuits. Yep. Uh, so again, kind of going through this, and the, there's a picture on Wisconsin Historical Society of a woman in a seance robe uh, that was worn around 1900. And girl, it's a straight up clan robe. Like I looked at this, and I was like uh like maybe this is so i'm like then i'm kind of wondering like okay so i know like the clan was strong there but also like do they think like the spiritualists are also clan members because their robes look the same i don't know it had a hood like the link's gonna be in the show notes look it up like because i'm like you know like a robe i'm like okay they wore a white robe uh, i mean that's straight up white straight up white robe with a pointy top and eyes cut out 
it oh. <laughs> looked like a goddamn plan room. But oh. anyways, so it, somebody in costume design needs fired. Yeah. So, but but, but also, I mean, I'm guessing you know, I don't know when sewing machines. I guess we're starting to be around then. But I mean, like here's some you know here's my cheapest fabric, and I'm just gonna talk to ghosts in this. I could just like not wear a pointed hood with the eyes cut out that happens to be the same color as the other guys. I don't know. Who I don't really know also what the clan fashion was at this time. I'm not up on that. Yeah, so fair. fair. They could have yeah. had colored, they could have colored robes. I don't know. Um, so and the other really important spiritualist, and this is also in this town is freaking great. Um, in the 1850s, um, Morris Pratt moved there from New York. And he builds a farm and he starts attending seances, and like there's kind of like this triangle of areas around around whitewater so there's lake mills there's whitewater and madison and so all these like different mediums are coming there and they're all having seances um morris pratt would argue with ministers and was kicked out in more than one church so i'm going back to last week and i'm hoping there was more like people fighting in church i don't know why that makes me really happy but i just like the idea of like like people having i like the idea of church brawl it's like a bar brawl but you know in church um so he meets the mystic Mary Hayes Chenoweth, and she is credited with being the first to spread spiritualism around Wisconsin and Illinois. And so he, Pratt told her, it's like, hey, you know, if I was wealthy, I'm going to use my money to support spiritualism. She's like, do you mean this, son? And he's like, yes, yes, I do. So around 1884, she tells him, like, well, if you believe this, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell my two boys, you're going to invest in this tract of land in northern Wisconsin. And I was gui- she was guided to this land by her controlling spirit, which is an old German professor. So old German professor says, I, I, don't, I probably can't do the German accent, but he's like, who will borrow you? Tracks of- no, no, I'm not doing that accent. <laughs> um, so her... Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I start speaking German, I could probably do it, but we're not going to try to speak German right now. Um, so the German professor goes, says, hey, um, buy these tracts of land. Right. And so they did. And for a couple of years, you know, and then they struck gold. Well, typically they didn't struck gold. They struck iron ore and they became instantaneous rich. They got fuck off type of money. So. Yeah. So him and her uh, two brothers now have lots of money. And so in 1888, he con- begins construction on the most expensive home that Whitewater has ever seen. Uh, it was assessed at $30,000. Ooh, money pants. And it contained two large auditorium halls, one of which would seated nearly 400 people. He designed the building as a temple and a school for spiritualism, and the locals laughed and called it Pratt's Folly. But his family moved in, and they started having public seances. Um, they, those are happening every Sunday. And basically, it was like, hey, Whitewater has become this mecca of spiritualism. Um, so spooky temple um is you starting to get established um that's what the, the town called it i didn't make that name up um in 1901 he filed for the petition for the incorporation of the morris pratt institute and he said hey we're going to teach science we teach math language oratory voice and vo- physical culture english and rhetoric rhetoric Bible exegetics, I don't know what the fuck that is, higher criticism logic, parliamentary law, comparative theology, and psychic culture. Um, so in 1902, like the school was finally starting to open, and then he died. 
he did give the deed of the estate to seven unknown spiritualists, a board of trustees, kind of nobody knows who owned it. So just goes these seven people. We don't know who they were. So the locals are really seriously calling the spook temple, but they would still come there for the seances and the public lectures. The third floor was off limits to everyone but members of the church. And that space was a hollowed chamber where everything was painted white, a space not to be profaned by a non-believer, an editor of the local newspaper described. But he also was never in the room, so we don't really know if that's what was right. up on the third floor. Yeah. It could have just been an attic, right? And they could have just been like where they're putting extra chairs. Uh, it's real, real dusty and musty up there. We really just don't want anybody in there. So make it sound real fucked up so it can't, can't go. They're not invited. <laughs> But really, it's just like, no, it's just a storage room. It just looks shitty. It's right. Yeah. So people actually start going there, and this becomes like a really popular school. So we have all these like kooky kooks. Um, not that you're a kooky kook if you're a spiritualist. <laughs> um, but so they all start coming to this town of Whitewater. So there's all these people there performing seances, trying to raise the dead, and doing all these other things. And it was really going well until the Depression. And so during the Depression, they closed it down, but they reopened it for a bit. Um, they finally sold it. The, the building got sold in 1946. And the new owners, I love this part, they briefly opened it as a rest home for aged spiritualists. So all like the old like psychics and mediums could go like say there's a rest home. And I think that's adorable. Um, eventually, the place would be a hoot and a fucking Oh my god! If I yeah, but see, if if I'm gonna be in an old folks' home, like please let it be with a bunch of former psychics. And oh my god, that would be the best. No, you say Uh, that. You'd be it'd be it'd be great for a day, and then you'd be like, (laughs) "Fuck this!" Damn it, Phil! You're not seeing ghosts. Take your goddamn meds, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's that's not the veil. It's your fucking cataracts. The ghost didn't grab my ass, Maury. That was you. Uh, oh, so anyway so um later became the girls dormitory and it was torn down in 1961 sad because it was actually a really great structure and i encourage everyone to go look at line uh, online at pictures of this building because it was beautiful um and it was replaced by an office for the wisconsin telephone company Ew. and i'm making some very inappropriate hand gestures there um so but the school did move to milwaukee and it exists today and it is one of the few places in the world dedicated to the study of telepathy clairvoyance mediaship mediumship and psychic surgery and what psychic surgery that's healing yeah, with ghosts yeah. yeah healing with ghosts and you can get your certificate in modern spiritualism after completing only 30 lessons for the low fee of $850. Hmm. Hmm. You know, hmm. damn well, I'm considering sending this place $850. So I can't. And you're like, no. So the correspondence course provides required educational information for certification in the Ministry of Spiritualism for the Natural Spiritualist Association of Churches as an ordained minister, spiritualist teacher, something lyceant, something minister, commissioned spiritualist healer, or certified medium. $850, Diana. I could be a certified medium. I really want to do it. I want to do it. Oh, oh, no. 
Okay, so that was a huge digression into that store. So back to Bloody Mary. Um, so, but I just really want to point out this is what this town is full of spooky people. Um, so the town itself. Um, so remember we had like the spiritualists are building things like in the late 1800s. Um, industrialism hit the town, um, and between 1850 into 1888, like it was booming, and there was one major employer, uh, Easterly Easterly Reaper. So the town, like the houses where people were working in the factory became known as reaperville and wow. they have a section of the town called reaperville or reaperville yeah that's, no that's that, that's that's crazy like it's like okay yeah, no i think this is a full of town full of reapers anyway so we've got reapers living in the town um and i think this is important so in the 1890s um pretty much the boom period ends at the end of the industrial area and two of the large industries in town close with a couple of years to each other and puts tons of people out of work and in 1890 and 1892 both of the owners of the winchester and partridge company died and the businesses closed down due to lack of family interest so we've got this loss of jobs that are spanning between 1892 and 1893. And according to the Whitechester Chamber of Commerce Spirit Tour, uh, the legend of Mary Worth suggests that she practiced witchcraft and cursed people living in Whitewater, including the Winchester family, due to a dispute she had with the family. So they give these dates for it. Hmm. And they say, as a result of worse court curse, family members Charles, Mabel, and Lucius Winchester died all within the same year, and the family's business was shut down. Now, I can say for, I did find you a verification that Lucius did die in 1890, and his house, which is now a law office, is supposedly super haunted by him. Uh, but to me, this also says, like, it becomes a really great excuse, right? So the town... The town goes into a huge depression because all these things that happen because this person died. So let's blame a witch. Yeah. Why not? That's yeah. How it usually goes. It's always some like dumb thing. They're like, oh, fucking witches. God, <laughs> it's always the witches. Um, but the archivist in town said, you know, she did look through census records and there was never a census record for Mary Worth actually living in town. But when, if you go on the spirit tour, there is a crypt above ground that they say is Mary Worth's crypt. Um, and part of the reason is, you know, another reason why she said to haunt and have cursed the town was she wanted to be buried in Hillside Cemetery. And that's where Pratt is buried and a number of other people in town. Um, but instead, she was put to rest in above crown crypt, which is why she cursed the whole town for going against her request. Huh. Huh. So, that her, is just, so she got she got buried in the wrong cemetery and then just cursed the town. Yeah, so she originally cursed the Winchesters because she right. didn't like them, and they died. And then pretty much the town went to shit because they lost all their business, they and blamed they blamed her. Or at least they blame her now. I don't think they blamed her then, but they blame her now. Um, right. They could have also just been like, "We're going to come up with this name because Bloody Mary is like supposed to be." Because it also the same thing. Jim Mary Worth was also supposed to be in Indiana, and you know, so there are or Illinois actually. Illinois was the other big one where and in Illinois they I think I read that you know, she was also supposed to be a you know an abolitionist and a woman who was you know helping people with the Underground Railroad but then was torturing her slaves um, but all that's all fucking conjecture and none of that actually existed um, 
but yeah, so that is the story of Whitewater, Wisconsin, which is now on my my bucket travel list of some places I'll go when the plague is over. And a and a witchy Mary. Even if really anything just to go to the goddamn brewery because that beer looks fantastic. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. I, lore. I'm, lore. Yeah, the lore is exciting. Um, encourage everybody. You know, obviously look at the sources, go see the things. Um, and if you're a student at the University of Wisconsin um, in Whitewater, you crazy? Why are you living mm-hmm. in the storms? They're all haunted. You you kids are nuts. <laughs> Go live, off, live off campus far far away yeah no yeah no no not not interested in a haunted dorm thank you thank you yeah much. so pretty much we still have no answers on bloody mary and bates i think it's a crock of shit um yeah, there's a bunch of myths that if they try to base it on but basically they all could be it but none of them probably are that's kind of where we're at no nope, that's pretty much where we're at which i'm sorry if i just curse myself oh looking at i'm looking at well, I mean, technically, this is a reflective surface. It doesn't like, count. It's not a mirror. It has to be. A well, mirror. they saw there was like it was like in people's glasses and like, like all they sorts of things. Say it into a mirror first. That's the thing. Okay. I think. Like I, I said, bloody Mary, like twenty-seven thousand times today. I've so a bunch. Yeah. All right. So they decided to go find um, out what was went on. So back to our episode. <laughs> we're we back. Know we're that there's not a real solid lore background where there's a myth that's common about Bloody Mary kind of but there's not actually a a solidified historical reference so they are going to Fort Wayne Indiana to find out about this Mary who had her eyes cut out with a knife and they are meeting with a retired police officer who worked on the case and uh, he has his own theories about what happened um, specifically that he think you know that talked about it may have been related to an affair she was having with a surgeon um that the retired officer basically thinks trevor that he was guilty because who an affair than trevor <laughs> so he did not look like a trevor either i'm just saying that's very bizarre trevor looks like he has a yacht i would assume trevor has a yacht uh, but then so because on in in the photo of the of the scene of her death um, the letters T R E were written in blood on this mirror at her home, and so that was one of the reasons that uh, he thought that it may be the surgeon. Um, but basically, they're like at this point, like, "Huh, it's interesting." There's a mirror that she's writing a name on uh, at her death, so maybe we should find the fucking mirror. Yep. I would also like to point out that Fort Wayne, Indiana, is about to a two-hour drive from Toledo, Ohio. Okay, thank you for looking. Which that up. I, I had, I, yeah. But I'm also like, you know, we live in Texas, so it's very bizarre for us to think like you can drive two hours and be in another state, as opposed to you having to drive. You know, well, I guess I can drive three hours and be in another country. But you know, like the fact that you can just go from state to state like this is crazy. It's crazy so, pants. Who does yeah, that? I mean, I can technically get to Oklahoma in less than in like an hour and a half. Straight but why would you want to do that? <laughs> But yeah, I'm like, there's very limited reasons to want to do that. I'm just saying. I Go get yourself some 3% beer. Woo. 3% beer, some casino gambling. And apparently, yeah. they got, apparently they got weed there now. I think it's just still. Medicinal. Is weed legal in Oklahoma now? Medicinal, yeah. Oh, just medicinal. They didn't do recreational. Yeah, but like everybody has it. I, guess. <laughs> I have anxiety, doctor. Yeah. 
So, all right. So Charlie's <laughs> talking to, um, uh, oh God, the daughter. I just blanked Donna. on her name. Donna. Bitchy uh, Donna. Bitchy Donna. And Donna's being a bitch, but to be fair, she's also grieving and has everybody fucking with her about her dad's death and her mom's dead and her life's yeah, why it's like why is she in school girl take yeah, some probably. time off but so charlie's like harassing her but like well they're harassing each other and then but then but then donna decides to be a fucking bitch about it to charlie and tease her about the bloody mary thing which everybody apparently does to poor charlie and um and uh you're kind of like well what the fuck i mean they have to have something a secret for this to bother them and then one of the creepiest uh shots in the entire episode to me is the one where Charlie is walking down the hallway at the school and it's like the reflection, it's like in the computer lab like window or something like that. That's what it looked like. Cause it almost looked like the specter of Mary was behind the glass, but it wasn't. And she Ooh, it was specter. Yeah. That's a good word. Oh, yeah, I know, busted that one out. But um, yeah, there was a super cre- creepy shot like that. And then poor Charlie goes to class and there's a lot of reflections in her classroom and she freaks the fuck out in class, um, throwing things, screaming. And um, it's uh, never a good look. It's no, it's very upset. Her teacher's trying to calm her down and it's, it's all bad because there's like glass and there's like windows in the classroom. There's all kinds of every, like even in like the teacher's glasses, she's seeing the reflection and um, all bad, all bad. Yeah, and you know, they're never going to let her forget this in high school. Right. But and like, where was the school resource officer? Because most high schools have a... What's the school... Re- oh, is that the police officer? Yeah, it's, it's, that's sometimes what they call them, but yeah. Yeah, police officer assigned to the campus of some sort. Maybe it was a big campus. He couldn't get there in time. I don't know. But yeah, it was just like a holy shit. And then I'm like, oh my God, that means she's guilty of something. What is she guilty of? Uh, dun, dun, dun. So um, they cut away... Um, from that and uh they're talking about the, oh yeah yeah the guys in the car are talking yeah about they're them. in baby and there is some terrible green screen oh, happening bad. it is bad so bad it was hilariously bad i was like oh, maybe you should just shouldn't have or just take it out on the road i don't know pick one because stop at a gas station and have the conversation i don't know but stop by trying to do that fucking green screen it was gnarly <laughs> and they're talking about they're trying to find the mirror that, that that's in the photo of mary's death so uh they're calling around and of course of course she the family had it for years and had it before she died and had it for years after she died and sold it last fucking week because of course they did so lucky um, to a uh an antique shop in toledo of course so there we go they're talking about how mirrors can capture spirits um and that um the plan they'll just well and dean's like well I'll just smash the mirror basically uh, but they're not, sh- but th- they're, and they're talking about if that would work or not. Um, yeah. So it goes back that we go, we end up in a, back in the, Sam and Dean's hotel room where poor Charlie is, you know, you know, a ball, uh, covering her face because she's terrified to look around. She doesn't want to see a reflection because she don't want to die. Uh, so they're covering up all the reflective surfaces in the room. My immediate thought, or go ahead, and then I'll tell you my immediate no, thoughts. No, go ahead. Go with your immediate thought. My immediate thoughts were, how is this chick in some random dude's motel room after having a meltdown in class? <laughs> That's my first thought. Um, like, So she's not with her parents. She's not <laughs> under medical supervision. She's not under some kind of forced psychological supervision. She's not been arrested. 
she's just chilling in a motel room with some rando like 20 something dudes as a high school student and no one's like concerned about this but i was also like well maybe she just ran off and they couldn't put her anywhere so i guess that's she could have maybe she's just a latchkey kid and her just she is a terrible I'm maybe just, that's her secret i'm just saying maybe like if she was not like under some she's like i was like this young lady needs to be under some sort of supervision that was a very traumatic experience <laughs> And I'm also, but then they wouldn't have known. Nobody else would have known to cover up the reflective surfaces. So it's good that she wasn't because she would have been dead. Well, this is also a town that just gave a high school student custody of a child. And so apparently, I don't think this this town. Sorry, Toledo. I'm sure you have amazing protective things that are going on for for the well-being of your children. But get it together. This is this is oh. unacceptable. You should at least get a social worker that's involved in there, a counselor, something. But also, yeah. So she's like in like in a ball on like the bed and just crying, and she's yeah. blaming herself. And you know, there's a lot of eye acting going on while they're talking about like her story. And we get we get Charlie's story about you know her ex boyfriend killing himself. Yeah. And it's super sad. And but of course the boys are just like, I act, I act, I act. It's so sad. But yeah, but then they leave her. Like, that's very sad. It's not your fault. Bye. Just don't look at anything reflective. So you can't watch TV. Just can you just stay in a ball on this bed? Like, here's a non-reflective book. Like the Gideon Bible is in the corner. Or you can look at our murder wall. Like you can walk through our murder wall. Just don't look at the thumbtack in the murder wall. But I would think to me is like, why don't one of you stay and the other one like go and do things? Like, why this poor girl? Like, she needs help and supervision, and you just abandoned her in some shitty ass hotel room that's probably covered in ghost splooge and real splooge. There is probably like so much grossness. She turns on the black light too. She's gonna be like, I don't know which one's the ghost and which one is like all the hookers that have been in here. All the splooge. All the splooge. The title of this episode is All the Splooge. Will will Apple Podcasts take that? I don't want to know. But yeah, but I mean, to be fair, they had to, they both had to go, you know, conduct this B&E of a small business in a town. Uh, Not just one of them could go do that. So they both had to go break in. So they had to um, go together. I do feel like they probably could have like set her up for better success sitting there by herself because I feel like you're already real depressed, you're real stressed, and just be like, all right, now sit and simmer on this deep psychological trauma while you try not to look at anything shiny so you don't die. That well, just seems like a lot. Take her with you. I mean, that, but there's like mirrors or windows, like be a lot in the car. You have to put her, put a blindfold on the bitch. <laughs> I don't know. Just like put a pillowcase on her head. It won't look creepy at all. <laughs> that... trunk. Take you know. the teenage girl and put her in the back seat of your car. <laughs> the blindfold on. <laughs> the It'll be fine. Those cops yeah. show up in a minute. They'll be okay. So maybe leave so... the hotel room was a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, so they go to, um, so now we're kind of getting a hint that Sam's got a secret about Jess's, stealing Jess's death. And the guys go to break, break into the, um, uh, the antique store because they couldn't go during operating hours. They've got to go break in after hours, of course. So yeah, well, that. If, with what they have to do, I think going in after hours is important. But I also think yeah. like Sam's secret is also 
a super important turning part of his, of the episode yeah. and maybe it's because i'm spoiler free um and i know some foreshadows but um i think it's really it's just you know it's like i could have warned her and you could tell like he's not saying something it's like what are you not saying sam yeah and i think that's important and then and dean's like being a really good big brother is like i don't like it and sam's like we're gonna do this man we're gonna we're gonna commit a felony is breaking and entering is breaking and entering a felony or is that a misdemeanor Mm-hmm. Depends on the state, I think. I don't know. Uh, That's what you do once if you, you break and enter and if you're yeah. armed. I think those are the two pieces that matter. Okay. Uh, so but, we do get some light B&E. Yeah. yeah we get some- and neither of them bothered to notice the security system. Yeah, they totally tripped an alarm. But it also didn't make a noise. So we get a silent alarm. Yeah. I would probably look for that. Um, so, and Sam's finally like, you know, he's finds a really nice mirror and that mirror looks fucking expensive. Yeah. That, There's a like, lot of mirrors in that place, by the way. That are, antique shower had, was like, must've specialized in mirrors or some shit. That was a lot of fucking mirrors. I'm kind of jealous as I want all those mirrors. Um, I, I actually, um, so we didn't really talk about scrying mirrors, which is something we'll probably go into at some point, but um, I've made a bunch of scrying mirrors because they're pretty, because pretty much you just paint like mirrors in either reflective or black paint. And so it just, they look really pretty. And if you're, hmm. if you're a weird goth girl, um, <laughs> but also, so when they're looking in like this huge mirror, I did really feel like they were at Hogwarts. <laughs> Uh, it, it, well, the, some of the effects was like that because, like, the fact of like the angle up on them, it was like would have been a, very much like the, the mirror of Eris said. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like, is Sam that. gonna see himself re- winning the team cup? Like, is that is that what he's envisioning? <laughs> <laughs> and Dean just sees himself like banging a bunch of chicks. Like, what is what are you gonna see in the mirror, guys? Um, um, so they're like looking at it, and Sam he says the words, he says it, and calls her. He's got crowbar ready, and then cheese it, it's a fuzz. So only it's security guards. So it wasn't oh, police, they were security the guards. I thought they yes. were police. Oh. No, I thought they were too. And then it said security, and then I felt better about what happens in a minute. But yeah, okay, I feel so much stuff. better now knowing they're just security no, guards. I thought it was kind no of offense if you're a rent a cop. Yeah, because uh, Dean goes out and he's a terrible, terrible like his his not his like excuses are going nowhere because he's like trying to say he's like the son of the owner and they're like uh, nah, and so um, it's going very badly and finally he just like gives up and just starts like kicking their asses and I'm like that's a bold move like go to just from like lying and trying to delay them to just like assaulting a police officer I was like oh shit they're they're security guards once again no offense to security guards I know some very nice people who are very strong and well-trained individuals who are security guards it's just also usually a lesser charge <laughs> i just yeah uh, i mean you're not assault i mean i don't know is this just regular assault and not assaulting a police officer i don't know but also so sam is starting to smash mirrors which one does seem cathartic and i'm just like yeah you know like this seems like a lot of fun i would like to go and smash a bunch of glass Yeah, because he did see her obviously i'm sorry we skipped that so he obviously sees her um before sam runs outside or before dean runs outside to go like deal with deal with rent-a-cops but rent-a-cops but also like so he's smashing them while dean's yeah. giving his excuses and either those are some really good like when like weatherproof panes like oh yeah it must be a super insulated building or these rent cops are really intrigued with dean's story because that is a lot of large glass smashing very loudly with a crowbar that they are not reacting to at all 
Meredith's like, no, Mr. Yakamura son, we do not believe you. Yeah. We do not believe your adopted tale. How dare you? Mm-hmm. Um, and so Sam is getting some eye bleeds. So we got some more eye bleeds happening. And his, well, his- it happens when his reflection stops moving. Yeah. So uh, his reflection stops moving. So it goes from being, shifts from being the specter, the, the ring like specter to um the the mirror self like you were talking about earlier and that's so that seems to be a theme um on all of them too is they all go from first it's her specter being seen in all the reflections to all of a sudden it takes over their reflection and that's when their reflection stops so there we go um so he gets his his eye he gets his bloody tears (laughs) i mean like bloody tears more than eye bleeds i don't know um and then you know the dark self it starts spilling some tea and they're like sam mm-hmm. we gotta talk about what you're not talking about mm-hmm. and like this is why you're having all ceiling jess coming in and it's like you had the nightmares day before she died you were so mm-hmm. desperate to be normal mm-hmm. what is mirror sam saying what does that mean we don't know but he's starting to get freaked out and then big brother comes to the rescue and he smashes the rear and then we get a really fun moment where he's like sam sammy he's like no it's sam i'm like which i also get because there's a point like like don't call me lizzie please don't ever fucking call me lizzie (laughs) i will beat the shit out of you Um, next time next time we're real wine drunk together i'm totally gonna do well, also, I think I've told you the story of the boss I had who always called me Lizzie. And oh, it was just so, it was just, she was just doing it to piss me off. She yeah. was just being condescending. And so that's, everyone like, don't you fucking ever call me Lizzie. My goddamn name is Elizabeth, bitch. Like, you know, like. <laughs> if you're going to short, you're gonna short my name like that, fuck you. Just call me by my full name. No. Damn right. No. Okay. So they smash so they're, it. They're about to, and they're all like, yay, we did it yeah and so ring girl like she starts crawling out of the mirror and she's not leave and everything's fine and then i've literally got the word fuck written down in front of me (laughs) on my notes fuck she crawled out in that shutter way is what my note says (laughs) my mind says mine says she's not very mobile i guess it's really stiff if you're 2d for a while and that's what she's (laughs) shuddering i was like man she's like going from a 2d world to a 3d world and that's gotta be hell in your joints it does and it's probably hard to do effective stretching you don't have the same like weight and balancing probably it's gone from 2d to 3d it's probably a big deal but yeah so yeah i was not not happy about that yeah, so and, then, the, and that dean's eyes start bleeding while she's while she's fall, like walking up on them yep and, and then he's like tears. take a look at yourself and then you know turn the curse back on her by turning uh-huh. the mirror on her which was actually super cool i actually really liked that i thought it was an awesome like flip flip the script moment Yep. And then she starts going negative Nancy all on herself. And then she real gross melts away. Like I was not a oh, fan of her demise. She I was, was like, melting, Ugh. and then all of a sudden it turned into glass shards. It was like, ooh, this is really mm. gross, really melty. And then it was like <laughs> this is why they had the terrible green screen because they spent all the effect monies like on this. And they're like, the CGI has to go here. Just driving the car is going to be terrible because we've got this yep. thing at the end with this chick shatter, melting and shattering. Yep. So yep. we're going to have to get you guys just in the interior bucket car and we're just going to shake the car from side to side. Anyways, mm-hmm. so there's, they, they, they look to the guys and they have so much eye bleeds. There's so many bloody tears. Bloody tears. Bloody tears. Yep. 
which I feel like is a, a goth song that needs to happen. If somebody's not written the song Bloody Tears yet, I I highly ask somebody to write that for us. I would think it is exists by now, but you never know. So yeah, so they go back. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, and then Dean's like, it's got to be six hundred years bad luck, which oh, is yeah. probably maybe we blame twenty twenty on this. Um, but it's probably not a good foretelling for the next 15 seasons. Like, you got some bad luck, and this oh, is where it all starts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you're right. So they take Charlie home. And no one really, and I, nobody's been wondering where she is, because it's like, it's like daylight. So it's daylight. Overnight. So she's been gone overnight as a high school student, and no one is concerned about her whereabouts. But I also do have, like, hey, Dean didn't try to kiss her. I mean, gross. Yes, I mean, I guess star. she was in high school, but, you know, cool. But, he didn't so try to kiss a high school chick. Not a yeah. And then Sam has a moment with her. Yes. And he's like, don't blame yourself, man. And then yeah. Dean's like, do you think? Just doing advice. Yeah. Kind of attitude. Yep. And then Dean's like, come on, man. Tell me what your secret is. What did Mira Sam tell you? And he's like, look, man, there's some things I need to keep to myself. And then he's driving out. And then we see Jess in a white dress in the street corner. Yep, and, and then she disappears. She disappears. So, so yeah, that's probably not a good sign for Sam's mental health. No, no, but also, so why is she in the corner? Why didn't Sam tell Dean? You can't keep secrets bottled up, Sammy. That's never going to end well. Um, and then we also get some more atrocious green screen as oh, we're yeah. driving off. Yeah, so I'll, I'll say I really just like, as we've just addressed, not to go back down the, you know, and, and reinforce these things. We've discussed this thoroughly between the last episode now and this one, uh, that I really don't like the ghosty shutter movements. I don't like uh, creepy eye things, like creepy black eyes specifically. And I don't like uh, mirror shit. So now we, we actually, in some ways, managed to combine all three of those into this episode alone. Did she have uh, black eyes? She didn't. She, she didn't have black eyes, but they had weird eye shit going on. If you want to get into creepy okay, eye so stuff. weird eye shit. And okay, I really put, that elaborate. usually doesn't. That not, I'm not very. I'm just saying that's a stretch because that doesn't bother me as much. I'm not as creeped out. Like, I'm like oh, someone's eyes liquefying. That sounds fucking horrifying. But like bleeding eyes, I'm like, man, I'm watching a vampire show. So I'm fine. Um, so that doesn't really phase me. But I thought it was like, I'm like, that's fairly impressive. They managed to combine all of those in this episode for me after I vocalized my concerns. This episode was made for Diana. Yeah. But I also really, really enjoyed some of the aspects. Like I thought, I, I, I thought that the um, the twist on the uh, specifically on how they defeated her by turning the mirror on her, where she would be able to attack herself for her own ill deeds whether intentional or not was a really fucking cool way to turn the tables i guess i don't know whatever i think i've said that like three times i thought it was a really neat way that they defeated her and her curse um by turning it back on her that was my instead of just smashing because smashing wasn't working she fucking crawled out when they you know they kept smashing stuff so i thought that was pretty cool uh and uh yeah that was the, that was the cool part for me Cool. Well, so even though you hated it, you liked it. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. That's good enough. Uh, cool. It was a good resolution. You know what I mean? Like if I get a good resolution to something, I can handle it better. 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, I was just like, yeah, hey, I watched it in the daytime. Yeah, someone give me some folklore that actually makes sense. And but at least I know like Bloody Mary is a bunch of bloody bullshit. So <laughs> cool. I think then we can wrap this up. Yes. Um, so as always, you can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod. Um, you can, if you want to email us and tell us your own horror stories of Bloody Mary, you can email us at Diana's like, don't email us about that. I'm no. like, send video and no. I and make sure that says, Hey, Diana, here's some creepy stuff. Um, so you can email us at devil's trap at devil's trap podcast.com. So, and please subscribe at all the things you can find us on Apple on Spotify on any of the other corporate giants that rule the world. Uh, leave us fun reviews. Our corporate overlords. Uh, we all love our corporate overlords. All right. So I think that all ends right. with well, ha- happy is, holiday. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. If that's your jam, this should be, um, you should be listening. To happy Yule. Happy winter solstice and all the other things. So I think we'll sign off and cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick production. Meow. Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow.